from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. As new COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations remain at an all-time high, Governor Mike DeWine this afternoon issued new health orders to help slow the spread of the virus. The governor said a statewide curfew will be instituted between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. for three weeks, beginning on Thursday. DeWine also encouraged Ohioans to do one thing each day to eliminate unnecessary contacts, such as taking fewer trips to the grocery store, watching football games at home, or calling a friend instead of visiting them in person. DeWine's announcement comes after nearly a week of 7,000-plus new COVID-19 cases per day, and as hospitals warn, their infrastructures are beginning to be stretched thin. With renewed health orders being handed down by the governor, toilet paper, paper towels, and some cleaning items are once again becoming hard to find. Krista Frost has more about the changes retailers are making. Kroger is one of the first to limit buying toilet paper and paper towels to two items per customer, while other stores like Costco are ramping up efforts on wearing masks. The bulk buying chain is now requiring everyone to wear masks or face shields. New statewide mask mandates create a new retail compliance unit. The unit will be made of local health department workers, law enforcement, and others to ensure mask mandates are followed. In Columbus, Christopher Frost. Because of the growing number of COVID-19 cases in Ohio, Governor DeWine reissued a new order on mass gatherings that went into effect at midnight. Andrew Kinsey has more on the orders and how people are reacting. The order focuses on wedding receptions, banquets, and funeral services. All guests must be seated during these events wearing masks, and no more than 10 people can be seated at one table. The order also banning gathering in open congregate areas, and it also bans dancing. More than two dozen people deciding to protest the governor's new order with a dance party outside the governor's home in Cedarville. People used air horns, pots and pans, even cowbells to exercise their First Amendment. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The FBI executed a search warrant at the home of Public Utilities Commission Chairman Sam Randazzo yesterday morning. Kevin Landers has more with energy reporter John Funk, who says the former lobbyists' ties to First Energy Corporation have long raised controversy. Those who follow the energy industry speculate the FBI's early morning call to Randazzo's home is connected to the ongoing corruption scandal involving ex-House Speaker Larry Householder and First Energy. Randazzo was known as someone who was not in favor of clean energy like wind and solar. Passage of HB6 would scale back requirements that utilities generate more power from wind and solar. I know a lot of uh, consumer groups, environmental groups, uh, lots of folks were really clamoring to raise the alarm bells uh, when DeWine first nominated Randazzo. From the State House, Kevin Landers. Communities are still regrouping following Sunday's severe thunderstorms that knocked out power to over a quarter million Ohioans. ONN's Michael Kelly is in northeast Ohio, where recorded wind gusts peaked at 92 miles per hour. Few communities managed to escape the downed trees. Responsible for most of those power outages, First Energy still reporting that approximately around 20,000. Areas hardest hit like Strongsville into Chardon in southern Ashtabula County. Those are still littered. Several cars even crushed, including a Dodge Charger traveling along Riverside Drive in Lake County. First responders there had to wait for the tree to be removed before both occupants could be extracted and taken to a Painesville hospital. In Cleveland, Michael Kelly, ONN News. At one point, the I-80 Turnpike enacted a travel advisory due to all of the flying debris. 
Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman is participating in a COVID-19 vaccine study and received an injection on November 5th at a lab in Cincinnati. ONN's Dave James reports. Portman told the Associated Press that he wanted to do what he could to help explain the great potential for the vaccines and the need for volunteers. He says he decided to sign up after hearing about that need from executives with Covington, Kentucky-based CTI, which is recruiting volunteers and doing vaccine tests for multiple drug makers. Portman said he also wants to reassure Americans who may be wary of getting a vaccine when it's available. Dave James, I went in News. Volunteers either get the vaccine or a placebo shot, but aren't told what they received. Portman says he's donating his $1,200 stipend to charity. While still very low, the number of parents in Ohio who opt out of having their children receive required vaccinations is rising. Rachel Polanski has more. You might be asking, doesn't Ohio law require parents vaccinate their kids in order to send them to school? Yes and no. There are two exemptions, medical and reasons of conscience, such as religious or other beliefs. Parents not wanting to vaccinate their kids has been an issue long before the pandemic began. I pulled the records and I found in the 2008-2009 school year, 2,900 Ohio children were exempted from vaccines for religious or personal beliefs. Ten years later, that number jumped to 9,800 children, a 235% increase. I'm Rachel Polanski. Fewer people will travel for Thanksgiving next week than usual. ONN's Mandy Gaither reports. Jeanette McGee with AAA says their original forecast predicted about 50 million Americans planning to go somewhere over the holiday. But since that forecast was put together, we know that number has definitely decreased. COVID numbers are increasing and states are changing their regulations, their guidance in terms of travel when you leave the state or when you return. Of those traveling, AAA predicts 95% will go by car to places close by and be gone for fewer days. I'm Mandy Gaither. And President-elect Joe Biden warned of dire consequences if President Donald Trump and his administration continue to refuse to coordinate with his transition team on the coronavirus pandemic and block briefings on national security. More from Tracy Townsend. During a news conference in Wilmington, Delaware yesterday, Biden said more people may die if we don't coordinate. Biden's comments were his toughest to date on Trump's failure to acknowledge his election loss and work toward a peaceful transfer of power. Biden and his aides and a small but growing group of Republicans have emphasized the importance of being briefed on White House efforts to control the pandemic and distribute prospective vaccines. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.